Here we are at the start of the season for get-togethers with friends and families. While we may be a little nervous about it, or maybe we're totally confident, our kids may not be at the same spot. That's what I want to talk with you about this week. What do we do when our kids are in the hot seat? I'm Sue Patterson. Welcome to the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. You know, I believe the best way to conquer your fears and hesitations about unschooling is to get good information and support. That's why I offer you this short weekly podcast to share what I've seen over nearly 30 years so you don't have to learn it all from scratch. The show notes in the blog post will have discounts for you as a podcast listener, so be sure to tap into those. So let's get to it. At first, I was thinking, what do I possibly have to add to my collection of resources for helping people gear up for holiday get-togethers? I sent a big list to my email subscribers over the weekend, podcasts, blog posts, and even a video I had done on the topic. We've all been there. Even those longtime unschoolers can remember that discomfort that many of us feel when we have to leave our little bubble and interact with friends and family who probably see our choices as pretty weird. We have to think about how much do I say? How do I get out of the hot seat? Are they just being defensive or are they really curious? All good questions. And I'll link to other resources to help you with these conversations or thoughts you may be having. The Unschooling Guide, Critics and Naysayers, has a ton of information in it for only $15. It's in the shop at the unschoolingmomtomom.com website. But one of the things that comes up in my membership group, because that's where we really get down to the details about, yeah, but how specifically, We talk about the kids. What do we do to help them cope with any pressure that might get put on them? After all, this probably wasn't their decision. They're not online joining membership groups or reading blog posts about unschooling. All they know is that not many of their friends or cousins do this, but they're having fun. Realistically, though, they may hear the criticisms like, you're not sitting on that computer all day, are you? You're actually learning something, right? Or how late do you stay up? Or how late do you sleep in? And while many kids are comfortable with saying, yeah, whatever, many more may be caught like deer in headlights. Um, Mom, and to be honest, lots of kids, if they feel panicky, may throw you under the bus. Excuse the pun. Yeah, mom, why aren't you teaching me anything? (laughs) And it becomes the hot potato game and they've tossed it to you. So as with all unschooling scenarios, a little prep work goes a long way when it comes to creating a successful outcome. Before we dive into these suggestions, know that I have a Black Friday sale going on now. The jumping into unschooling course and the learning math without curriculum course are half off. I promise it's not fluff. It's loaded with information that will help you today. Doing these courses now may help you be able to articulate some of the responses yourself when it comes to questioning relatives and friends. So don't miss out. I'm doing the Black Friday sale all week. Okay, so if we're going to prepare ahead of time, let's think about the kinds of things that are usually asked and how kids could respond. You can either have them listen to this part of the podcast or talk about these things with them. The blog post has it all written out for you over at unschoolingmomtomom.com, if that's easier. So some of the questions that roll in, like, what grade are you in now? Either figure out what the typical grade is for their age and tell them they can use that. 
Or they can say, well, I'm actually doing a lot of different things from different grade levels. I'm not just stuck in fourth grade stuff or whatever grade matches their age. Maybe they'll be asked, what's your favorite subject? Well, help them think about the things they enjoy. What subjects correlate with that? Think about the most progressive classroom. They may offer these activities to enrich their subject. Your kids are just sticking with the enrichment activities. A few possibilities might be, though they're into Minecraft or video games, their favorite subject might be technology or computer science. Or maybe they like reading at night with their parents. Their favorite subject might be language arts. Lego or building things would be math and engineering. Outside playtime in nature would be science. Museums and documentaries, history. Travel, geography, and other cultures. Think of the apps they play. Is it mathy or expanding vocabulary or learning more critical thinking skills? Help them figure out what subjects fit for the things that they really do enjoy. Then if we get to those harder questions like, aren't you worried about making friends or going to prom or getting into college? Well, they can simply say, no, not really. Or they can even add in, I trust my mom and dad. They know what they're doing. When people persisted, I told my kids they could always say, oh, that kind of question. Yeah, mom said to take it up with her if that came up. And then they have permission to skip away. No one was being disrespectful and the questioning adult is made aware that you and your family have been discussing them. Sometimes that takes them off guard and is enough to have them let it go. Other things to mention to kids, just so they know you've thought about it. And it puts it in the front of their minds. You can say, I know it seems like all you do is play. But what I've learned is that children learn so much from play. Then think of a couple of real life examples of this. If you and your kid are listening to this podcast right now, pause it and talk about some examples. Did they learn to read or read better from playing video games and interacting on the chat? Or maybe just reading the instructions? They certainly learned about strategies and coin economies, which is geography and math. I have more examples of how kids learn through play at podcast number 76. You can check the show notes at your podcast platform or over at the blog post. Sometimes people question those who do things differently because they feel defensive. Like maybe they're thinking your choice implies that you think they're wrong for making a different choice. Tell the kids that's not how we feel. Every family gets to choose what's best for them. This is what we've chosen for us, for now. Remind them that schools encourage competition, so that idea of who's smarter than who may pop up. The best answer is just to say, I don't really care about that. Do we have to talk about school stuff on your holiday time off? Let's play. You don't have to use the word unschooling either. Some families resist terminology that sounds, I don't know, a little too radical. So skip it. Other ways to say it might be, we just take a hands-on approach to learning, or, or the whole world is our classroom, or we learn through life experiences, or we're all about exploring. It's a learning adventure. Or if they feel like it, they can say, we do this thing called unschooling. It's cool. We learn a lot. Remind them that if they ever have questions about what's going on, they can ask. It won't mean that you immediately pivot, shift gears, and set up a school day for them. Maybe they wonder if they're doing enough math. 
well, that math course I have will really help with this. Or maybe it's science and you could get some kits or go to a museum or remind them that this technique of homeschooling is about partnering with them, helping them find what they want to learn. They may not know. So that's where you come in, but they may have questions and they deserve answers. In my book, Homeschooled Teens, one of the grown unschoolers said that when she started unschooling her own kids, she asked her mom, did you know about unschooling back then? And the mom said, what did you think we were doing? Grown unschooler said, I just didn't want to rock the boat. But honestly, I thought you gave up on me because I resisted all that homeschooling curriculum. Mom, now grandma, said, why do you think I kept taking you behind the scenes at the vet office or the museums or the projects we did all around the house all the time? It was deliberate. The kid, now in her 30s, said, oh, I didn't count those. (laughs) And what this told me is that sometimes we have to explain to the kids a little about what's going on. They may seem uninterested, but they, they may need to have some of these little facts about why we've chosen what we have for them. Hopefully this will help you as you move into the season where we spend more time with family and friends who are still happily choosing school or have some concerns about why you're doing what you're doing. Remind them that you want to enjoy the holiday time. And if questions come up at the table when all the family is gathered, go ahead and say, I'd love to tell you more, but I don't want to do it right here. Let's talk about something else. Tell me about that trip you're planning or whatever else shifts the conversation to something lighter that won't make people uncomfortable. Kids need a little help navigating these scenarios too. So hopefully these will make it easier for everyone. I'm Sue Patterson, and you've been listening to the Unschooling Mom to Mom podcast. You can follow Unschooling Mom to Mom on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and even YouTube. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite listening platform is and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Unschooling Mom to Mom pep talk. Thank you for listening. Happy unschooling and enjoy your kids.